Father, do thank you for letting us come to church this morning. Do pray that you bless Brother Reagan's church up there this morning, all the young people that's up there from all the multiple churches. Lord, that you just give those uh, young people something to uh, get them through. Give his church something also, Lord, as the people that are there this morning, his normal people. Lord, and thank you for letting us have a church uh, down here, Father. What a blessing it is. Thank you for the week we've had. Lord, I help you, uh, pray that you help continue that on in our hearts. And Father, we'll praise you not in Jesus' name. Amen. That will be it. Don't usually sing one right. I got to do everything today, kind of. Uh, Baptist lunch brunch Thursday, eleven thirty. Is that true? Okay, it's going to be a valley. Pie. Oh, Debbie's man. Mm -hmm. I can, I can, I can vouch for Debbie's. Debbie's is good. It's uh, if you need uh, to know exactly where it's at, it's twenty six twenty Valley Pike. Just smell the beans, man. You smell it as you're going down the road. You got it. Uh, Green County ADC. October the 2nd, that's today, so they're out there, y'all keep them in prayer, uh, and the 16th, Tuesday, Green County Jail Ministry, uh, that'll be Tuesday night, Thursday, October the 6th, Baptist Brunch, we just mentioned that, is that right, is, that saying, is this actually right, this is right, well, what do you know about that, uh, the Saturday will be the men's uh, uh, Bible, uh, Bible study and breakfast at 9 a.m., uh, Lady Bible Study and Fellowship at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, October the 11th. Uh, the 21st is annual fall chili cook-off. Uh, seven bring pots of your favorite chili. Lots of it. Uh, and then for, uh, the 24th, the 28th will be the annual corn maze. Uh, and that'll be, uh, if it rains, we will do it here in the, the, the room. We're not going to put no corn out there so you run around in it. But they'll do something. It's going to be at the Apple County Farmer, Farm Market. All tickets must be purchased online in advance. See Robin. So if all the information is right there if you need it. Take your Bibles. Go to Genesis. Had a good time yesterday. I mean, this is really fun. You know what a blessing is, is to see a bunch of churches travel uh, far distances uh, to come to church. 
and, uh, and just to do the right thing. I mean, that's all they really want to do is just the right thing. Uh, it, it is a mess. It's amazing. It's amazing what they, uh, those young people, we think they, they don't have, uh, well, I don't think we think that. I think a lot of churches think that young people are different, uh, but they are different. <laughs> uh, they're more different today than they were in my day, but uh, they have a heart to serve God, and if you give them the right information, they'll do it. Uh, and I, I, they'll get it. I believe they'll get it. And uh, the problem is, is we don't think they can. And we try to, we try to make them what we think we, they should be instead of letting God make them what they should be. Uh, brethren, I'm telling you what, they're, they're facing worlds of trouble by themselves. They don't need us to add additional stuff into their lives. Uh, what we need to do is help them and, uh, and encourage them and invest in them. And I, I told them that yesterday. I said, you know, the problem with a lot of us is, uh, we don't invest in young people. Uh, I've been to a lot of meetings before in my life where it was all about the older people in the meeting. Uh, and the young people, you're supposed to sit there and you're supposed to look good and all this other stuff. And, and really, to me, I would have I flipped that meeting around and made it to them and added the older people in there and had the old people sit there and shut their mouths and listen. Because those are the guys going to be here after I'm gone. And if we don't have them, I, don't, I put them back here. I don't see nobody back here. But if we don't have them after we're gone then what was the purpose of, of trying to serve Jesus Christ your whole life? I mean, if God gives you something, what is the purpose? I, I don't see it. I told them all, I said, I, I don't care what people think about me. I could care less what they, they said. I don't care. Uh, I just, I'm tired of seeing young people destroyed for the lack of, of the word of God, man. And that's all it really is. I don't have to do anything. You know what's so great about this book? I don't have to do nothing but just say it. People say, well, you've been in Genesis for 10 years. Yeah, well, I might be in it for 10 more, man, time we get through 27. 26. Genesis 26, it's a crazy book. I like this thing, man. I think it just talks, it should talk to you. You should let it talk to you. Uh, you should let it, I mean, you should let it completely talk to you. Man, I left my other, we're going to go to 27. I can tell that right now because I left 26 at home. We were in the last part of 26. Man, I can't believe I left it home. I ought to send Beth back to get it. Uh, I think I was down, I stopped at 22 and it says, and, and he removed from thence, Genesis 26, 22. And he removed from thence and digged another well, and uh, for that he's, they strove not. And he called the name of it uh, Rehoboth, uh, and he said, For now the Lord uh, hath made room for us, and we shall uh, be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared unto him in, at the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham and the, uh, uh, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee. And will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there uh, and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his, uh, his tent there. And uh, there Isaac's servant digged a, a well. And Abimelech went uh, to him from Gerar and uh, Huzath, one of, the, one of his friends, and Phicol, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye unto me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away? From you, and they said, "We saw uh, certainly that 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 the Lord uh, was with thee." And we said, "Let us uh, let there be now uh, an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant uh, with thee, thou, that thou wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and we have not done unto thee nothing uh, but good, and have sent thee away in peace." Uh, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made a feast, and they did eat and drink. And they rose up betimes at the morning and sware one to another. And Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass uh, the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they d uh, had digged. And they said unto him, We have found water. And he, and he called it Sheba. Uh, therefore, the, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Bless the, the morning lesson, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaac, Isaac is, is uh, he went down, and he was supposed to sojourn in the land, and he dwelled there for a long time, and he, he got his affinities too close to uh, Abimelech. Should have never been there that long. Uh, we do that a lot in life. Uh, we get our affinities, uh, we get our, 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 our hearts and our, our lives tied up where they really shouldn't be tied up. Uh, I preached on that this week. I got a message I'm going to preach this morning, the last one I preached up there. But I'm telling you, we, we get tied up when we should never get tied up. It should not, it should not even be tied up there. 
Uh, we shouldn't even let ourselves get there, but we do. And once you get there, it's kind of dangerous. Verse 22, it says, and he removed from thence and digged another well. They're fighting all the way down through. The Lord is, is dragging uh, Isaiah or Isaac all through this thing. And he's showing him, he's, he's making his way. Uh, he could have stopped and fought. They could have fought with Abimelech's servants. <clears throat> and uh, it says, uh, be at peace with them. You ought to try to live peaceably as much as you can with everybody. Uh, Isaac is listening to God in a sense here as the, as the Lord is, is, is moving him across back to where he needs to be. Uh, every time there's conflict, Isaac realizes this is not where I'm supposed to be and he moves. Uh, conflict's a good thing. Conflict will show you a lot of times that you're probably wrong. But, but you won't listen to it. And you'll sit there and you know what's wrong with humans? We fight. We, we're just, we're, we're prideful. Uh, only by pride cometh contention. Uh, that is probably one of the greatest verses in your Bible if you ever get that thing down and, and put it to heart. Don't apply it to somebody else. Only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride. Only by pride. So somebody has to have pride before you can have contention. But if me and somebody else is having contention, then it's a pride issue and I'm out of place so why don't I just tell I like I like uh, go over oh go over to uh, I'll, I'll tell you how to solve that problem. First Corinthians chapter six. Man, that's a great passage. I've heard people they I've been chided for this, by the way. I still like it though. I don't really care. You know what you're gonna to to do in life? I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna learn how to walk by yourself with Jesus Christ. And if you don't, you're gonna make a mistake. Uh, Brother Pilkington, bless his soul. We put him in a, a hotel, man. I mean, you're talking about a gracious young man. That guy, he is, he's just, First Corinthians 6. Uh, I was ready to move him out of that place in day one. He said, no, Brother Elliot, we'll stay here. I mean, on the internet, it looked good. It was, it was a good price. And the hotel wasn't that bad. As far as, as but people live there for like ever. I mean, I mean, it's, I don't want to say homeless, but it's like two, maybe one or two steps above the homeless. Uh, they, there are people who are in trouble and they go out and get themselves in trouble in life, and they'll rent you a room there for $1,200 a month. And there's one guy been there for nine years. Now, this is a four-story hotel. If you look online, it looks like a hotel. They, they advertise it as a hotel, the Suburban. Don't ever go there uh, because it's not really that. I mean, they got, people got floor mats in front of their room. I mean, when was that? Are you ever in a home, uh, welcome home? I mean, you just don't get that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he made fun of that thing. He laughed about it the whole time. And uh, I, I told him, he said, brother, you, 47 times you asked me to move. He goes, no, I just, I, I think I want to stay here. So I had to give him the church credit card. He had to go get, they didn't even change the sheets when he walked in the room. So the room, no towels, no nothing in this room when we went in there. So I gave him the church credit card. He went over to uh, Myers and showed him where that was. Gave him my truck. He's driving around in a manly truck, so he was happy with that. And he got over there, got all the stuff, got sheets and everything. Else, and he, once he set himself up, man, he was good. He was good to go. And uh, I'm telling you, all week long, you know why we got, we got five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven good, good preaching sermons. You know why that was? Because that guy's got a good heart. And, and although he could have said, I've had preachers say, well, I wouldn't put, no, I can't stay here. I can't. All right. This guy did. I was willing to move him. Uh, we went to, uh, uh, we're, uh, uh, right over there next to the place is uh, Waffle House. And we went to Waffle House and had two tables, and it was freezing cold in there, and this girl come by, and they looked at, she looked at him, and he looked at her, and he goes, oh, you're 311. He goes, yeah, you're 313. I mean, it's pretty bad when you know you're, you're the people. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, I'm, this is weird, man. And they're sitting there laughing at each other, and, and he goes, yeah, I got to send some Christmas cards to all the family up there. <laughs> I was talking to him yesterday on the way home from uh, Michigan. He called me up and asked me how everything went. Went good, and, uh, and, and uh, he, we sitting here just talking. I said, brother, I'm really sorry. No, man, he goes, I got to come back. Halloween would be a perfect place over there. You can go up and down the hallways, man, just knock on every door and get all the candy you want. <laughs> they must have in that whole place like three rooms that they actually rent out, like a hotel room. Everything else is booked out till you know who, know, who knows where. But, but in Genesis here, I mean, 1 Corinthians, when I talk about only about pride. Uh, I come across this a long, long time ago, and, and we don't really like this passage. Most people don't. They like the first half. I did it. I like it. I like it when you go into this thing because it gives you that, yeah, man, dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust, not before the saints. Yeah, man, that's where you should take your problem. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world and the world shall be judged by you? So now that includes you in there. You're a saint. 
St. Michael, right here, man. I'm right there with him, man. I could, he goes, uh, he goes uh, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matter? So that puts me in a place where I should be able to judge. I should be able to make the right move. How can I make the right move? Well, i got to do it by the word of God. There's no other way you can do it. If you try to do it any other way, he, he had one message about praying. And he said, look, man, go back to Psalms and open one of them. I was riding up there yesterday with Beth or Friday, and uh, I, I was reading my Psalms on the way up there, and, and I come across two or three of them in there. It was just almost prayers. And I was laughing inside because that's exactly what he just said. He said, man, he goes, just take a psalm. You say, I, I don't know how to pray. You know what you got, really? You got some instruction this week. If you would do it, it would change your life. The problem is, is are you going to do it? If you don't do it, it ain't going to have any effect. If it was just six or seven more messages that you heard that really doesn't mean a thing, uh, oh, I just I was in church and it's not going to change. You know what you got to do? You got to change. Change is always good, but it's not always fun. Man, I've been doing this for 43 years. I found a lot of times change is just not fun. And change, just to change, is not always right. It has to be according to the Word of God. It just does. This shouldn't be preaching, man. This should be teaching. Uh, anyways, he goes on. He goes, um, know ye not that we shall judge angels. Oh, man, look at that. That just elevated me above them guys. So now I'm, I'm going to be up in heaven one day, and I'm going to be judging angels, and I'm going to be throwing them in hell, and I'm going to do all this stuff. Yeah, you know what that does? That'll puff you up. All of a sudden, you'll think you're something you're not. He says, how much more things that pertain to this life? So I should be in my life somewhere. Praise God, hallelujah, you ought to do it my way or the highway. Have you ever heard that? That's insane. That's just insane. Uh, how much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. That's a cut down. That's a put down. Let, let the people who don't know anything judge. Let, them, let the least esteemed ones in there. Even the least esteemed should be able to judge. I speak to your shame. Now he's going to get in the pride part. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother, go to law with the brother and that before unbelievers. You know what a church is known for is your actions. It's not your words, it's your actions. When we start going to each other and start, where is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself? Where is that? Here's the, this is the one. This is the one to get you, man. You want to be shut down? Verse 7. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you. Paul, what are you saying? You just lifted us up. We're judging angels in heaven. Well, if that's the case, wouldn't you want to be like Jesus Christ? Is he not the judge of the whole earth? Is he not God manifest in the flesh? Is he not the one that's going to do the judging? What did he do? Mercy and grace, long-suffering, kindness. He just loves us, man. Now, therefore, it is, there is utterly a fault among you. John and James, we want to sit at the right hand and the left hand of you in heaven for all eternity. Well, what about like the other billion people up there? Well, we don't care about them. We just care about us. Is there anything wrong with wanting to sit at the right hand? No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just your arrogant, foolish pride that's trying to put you. You know, Jesus was gracious. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I wish we had more chairs in heaven. He said, I've already promised that to somebody. You know me, I, I can't go back on my promise. You know, it's just already, my father's already prepared. There's just nothing I can do for you. I wish I could, but I can't. I mean, he should have just cut him down and slammed him. But he goes on. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you because you go to the law one to another. Why do you not rather suffer the defraud? Suffer yourselves to be defrauded. Nay, you do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. Why don't you just take it? Why don't you just shut up and take it and go back and let the Lord deal with it? You know, the Bible says, vengeance is mine. Says, Lord, now, I'm not saying you pray. Now, now we'll get over. Oh, God, kill him dead. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want you to. I'm going to shut up over here. I'm going to be all, all holy and spiritual. I'm not going to say anything. But I'm going to come over and pray in my heart that you just whack him out, man. Uh, yeah, that's really good, too. You know what you got to do sometimes? You just got to say, no, Lord, only by pride cometh contention. And what, what the, the message I got this morning, it's a simple, you know, life is so simple. We make it complicated. I've talked, to, I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to who strive for knowledge. And knowledge puffeth up, charity edifieth. They strive for knowledge. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with knowledge. I think knowledge is good. I'm glad men that studied through their Bibles, I'm glad we had 54 scholars that could take Tyndale's work. I'm glad we had Tyndale. I'm glad we had Wycliffe. I'm glad we had all these men. And ladies down through time. I'm glad we got songbooks and people wrote all this stuff. I'll never do anything like this. I mean, this stuff is great. I, I love this stuff. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm thanking God for that all the time. But knowledge 
in the wrong place will put people in odds with each other because you're going to try to prove yourself right and them wrong. Uh, I've seen so many people, they'll hear a preacher say something, and the preacher says something absolutely right. They'll now take that, and they'll start. I was talking to a man up there, and he said, Brother, he goes, you know what? A lot of these Bible students where I have a problem with, they'll come out and regurgitate something they heard the instructor say or the teachers or doctors say, and then they'll, they'll live on that like it's theirs. And then when you start saying, hey, but the Bible says, they don't care about what the Bible says anymore. It's what the preacher said. And the preacher said this. Well, maybe the preacher said that. Maybe it was right. Maybe you just got it wrong. And you're not, you got to, I love Dr. Roman. Me and him would sit in class one time when we was talking. And you know, I never messed with Dr. Roman. I mean, I, but every now and then he'd say something and I, was, I didn't understand. I just didn't understand. I wasn't trying to be mean or cruel or, or a, a, a demonic or, or rebellious or anything else. But I'm like, Doc, I, I don't understand that. And you, he'd be spitting popcorn at me and stuff because I'd be sitting right there on the front row. I was all in the front row. If you're going to get in somebody's face, you ought to be right up front with them. And he would, he would spit popcorn down at me as he's teaching. And, and uh, I thought that was cool as anything. And, uh, and I, he asked me, he said, Brother Elliot, then explain to me why you think that. So I started in Genesis where he was getting his, his thing, and I started right there. And I started all the way through there, and I went all the way through the Bible, and I got to Revelation. And then I, I brought medical stuff in it, some science stuff in it, and I said, all this, 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 and this, and that, and that, and that. And he stopped, and there's about 124, 25, 30 people in class. And he stopped and said, man, he goes, I don't know if I believe that or not. That sounds pretty good. He goes, but class, I want to tell you something. If you're going to do what you just, you just seen him do, you better do it just like he just did it. He took that Bible, and you could not find a mistake in anything he said from Genesis to Revelation. Everything lined up. And when he said this, and this happened, if the premise is this, everything that happened after that occurred exactly like that, but a different way. It, the exact same thing happened, but a different way. God can do things a lot of different ways. He said, if you're going to sit there and try to own something, I like David, man. David said, I hadn't proved his armor. He goes, Saul had this thing on. I liked it, man, when he said, David, I could just see David sitting there. Every time I read that story, I see the same thing. I see this little kid, like, I'm not a kid, he's 17, 18 years old, but Saul's a big guy. And he's sitting there like this, and he's got all this stuff on, and he almost looks like Pigpen, you know, with all this armor on him. Uh, instead of a dust cloud, he's got his armor stuff all over him. Now, how in the world is a guy like that? that that's foolish on Saul's part. How is a guy like that going to take a sword like that and go out there and wield that with, I mean, he's like this. Trying to move the armor. I mean, how in the world, he, he's not set for that. A runner, you know a runner, you'll, you look at swimmers and runners and everything else. Uh, they, uh, I've seen swimmers, man, where they put that rubber hat on their head. They're doing that to shut the friction down. So their hair don't cause them a problem. So if you're going to be a runner, you're going to be a runner back then. You're going to be trimmed down to nothing, no fat, no nothing else. If you're going to be out in a battle, man, you're going to have to have muscular muscles, man. You're going to have to have this right here so you can go out and beat people up. And, and you're going to have a sword in your hand for four, five, six hours while you're out there killing people? Brethren, you can't just, you can't take this book today and throw it in your hands today and expect to know what and how to use this thing today without hurting somebody. You know what you got to do is you got to learn that you're a prideful person and you got to beat that pride down in your life. And then the Lord can start using you. David, David, or not David, but uh, Samuel is sitting here, Samuel. I'm getting back to, man, there's so many guys in here. It's amazing. Uh, Isaac is sitting here, and he's, he's sitting there looking and said, man, this is not the place because there's no peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. i got to move. So he moves to another place. They dig a hole. Man, you know what? Where's Jerry at? Is Jerry? He's not doing well. Okay, I was up there at that meeting yesterday, and somebody, like, right in this area had something that ding-a-ling like that little bell he has. And I, I kept looking around, is Jerry here somewhere? Where's Jerry at? Are you trying to tell me something? Did somebody, and these were our people over here too. And I'm like, did somebody kind of tell y'all what to do? <laughs> it was funny. I just heard that ding-a-ling back there somewhere. But anyways, uh, uh, Isaac is sitting here and, and he's moving. And as it says right here, he says, and he removed from thence in verse 23. He says, he went up from thence to Beersheba. And, uh, well, let me get back to uh, 18. Isaac digged again. 18, he digged again the waters, the well. And, and what Abraham did, sometimes you can't use what, what somebody else has done before you. You've got to use your own stuff. And Isaac, verse 19, Isaac's servant digged a well in the valley and, uh, and found there a well springing with water. And, and the herdsmen of Gior uh, did strive with Isaac. And there's that, there's that striving thing. Now, Isaac could probably have fought them and had the, had the people to do it, and he could have probably won, but it's just going to cause problems, and you shouldn't do that. 
Uh, so many times you'll see people that'll get up and say, well, I'm going to prove myself. And I'm going to, I like street preaching. I think street preaching is good. I haven't done it for a while, but I think street preaching is good. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Uh, you know what you got to do? You got to prove yourself to the Lord is what you want to prove yourself to. You want to get that fellowship with him. It's, the whole key with this book is that relationship. What we want is relationships with everybody else and not with Jesus Christ. I've never figured that thing out. How in the world could your life probably ever change or possibly ever change if you don't get a relationship with Jesus Christ? It can't. Well, it can change, but is it going to change the right way? That's, that's the whole thing. And only the Lord can change your life. Only he can change it. Uh, I like Psalms, Proverbs, all of them. Um, you know where these guys get it? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they didn't have the Bible in their hand. The Bible wasn't written. The first five books was not written until Moses wrote them. I heard somebody the other day said, do you really believe that the Bible, that they kept it all straight and all this other stuff? And how did way down the road somewhere, I got to fix that. There's something definitely bad wrong with that. But, but uh, that light there is doing it too. I, I notice it every now and then. There's one up there flickering. But uh, I'm sitting there going, you, you look at that light, uh, the life that, well, where's I at with that, man? Now I've lost my train of thought. See what happens when this stuff happens? Really believe God. Now it's even worse because people are telling me. <laughs> Man, it could be even worse. All right, all right. I'll get back to it. It'll probably pop right in in a few minutes. I'm, I'll be somewhere totally different. I keep looking at my 27 notes. I left all my notes at home. Uh, and the herdmen of Gear did strive, and, it, uh, and they digged another well and strove for that also and, and called it uh, Sitna and removed from thence. And Abraham, Isaac is continually moving. He's just moving back to where he's looking for the peace of God that passes all understanding. He's just trying to get there. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, they don't have the Bible here, man. They have to talk to God. They have to get their advice from God. They have to get their guidance from the Lord. Uh, they, the Holy Spirit has got to guide and direct them. The Spirit of God has to move them. Uh, they, they're, Moses, I mean, oh, yeah, there, there it is. Now I got it. The, the people I heard God say, well, can you, can you really trust the Bible? And all they do is you hear these morons constantly. I'm like, hey, why don't you say the other side? Well, if there is a God... And he's capable of building the universe. Surely he can make a Bible the way he wants it. Amen. Why don't you ever hear people say that? Amen. No, they, you know what they always say? They say, well, can man really do? No, you moron, you couldn't do it because you don't have faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Since you don't have the word of God, you can't have any faith. And since you ain't got any faith, you couldn't believe it anyways. I said, have you ever thought that maybe you just ought to give, I learned that a long time, give him the benefit of the doubt. Amen. Why would I give you the benefit of the doubt? You're like me, messed up. I said, I don't believe, man, I, I've, I've had people teach me, especially electronics and stuff, that once I got to a point, place, oh, Brother Fort, man. Have you ever had, have you ever had I hate Greek. But I've had people teach me that after a while, I got better than them. That's not prideful at all. I just, I was digging for something that they, they're just doing it for a job. Brother Fort taught Greek. And uh, I mean, his glasses were, I love Brother Fort, he's a good guy. His glasses were like this thick. You know, Brother Ron Fort? I don't know if his glasses are still that thick, but when I was in school, man, they were like, okay. So he'd be teaching. He'd be teaching. Now, I'm going I'm to confess something here, but I ain't going to. Uh, it's too late anyway, so it don't matter. He'd be teaching, and he'd be like this, and he'd have his Greek book right here. And I had one of those, too. I had the same Greek book. He, everybody in class had the same thing. And he'd be teaching, and he'd say this and say this. I'm like, man, that guy's such a genius, man. How does he know all that? I mean, he's like a Greekish scholar. So I went up to see him one time, and in his, in his Greek book, he had the answer book for the Greek book. <laughs> Sitting right here. And uh, so he had all the answers. He was reading me the answers is what he was doing. And uh, so here comes the confession part. Before I ever went to PBI, I was in, in Norfolk, Virginia, and I was in a church up there, and the guy up there was a PBI grad. And he started telling me about some of the books you need. So I thought, hey, I'll get caught up on Greek a little bit because I hate Greek. And he, he showed me where I could get the exact, the Macon's Greek that they had down there. And when I went to get the Macon's Greek, I, I seen that, hey, you can get the Macon's answer book too. <laughs> so since I'm not in Greek class anywhere, I figured I'll get the answer book too. So while, while Fort was up, Dr. Fort, Brother Fort was up here doing his thing like this, I was back here doing this thing like that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hey, we're on the same page, man. <laughs> and... Uh, you say, well, that's cheating. Well, the Lord knew uh, when I was in Norfolk, Virginia, that I was going to have a problem with Greek. And he goes, you're going to need all the help you can get to get through this class. 
And, uh, you know, Brother Fort, when I uh, graduated and I went down for my uh, ordination, which, I, I mean, it was a mess. Brother Fort came up and gave me the tape uh, for that ordination ceremony. He said, Brother, congratulations. And I don't know whether he was doing that out of spite or because he loved me. I mean, I, why would I ever want to be reminded of that again? And uh, he's like, he gave me this thing. But you know what? Sometimes people, they act like they know more than what they do. And then you got to realize that sometimes God will give you something that he doesn't give somebody else. And you may know just a little bit more. These guys had to figure this thing out as they went down through here. It's amazing how they did it. And then Moses, later on down the road, wrote this thing because he was told this. Where does faith come in? Where does faith come in if you we're not going to do what we know is right? Moses does what he do, writes down, and you're holding, read, we're reading a story about a man named Isaac that wasn't written until years later. And now, is this true? Is this really? Yeah, of course it's true, man. You know what Isaac had to do? He's a man just like we are. Rebecca is a woman just like you ladies are. And you know what? They mess up just like we do. And you've got to figure out how to do the right thing when you, okay, I mess up. And the Holy Spirit says, yeah, but you need to do this. And that's what you need to do. And until you learn how to do that, you, you'll never grow. You'll never grow. You'll stay. And everything will keep going wrong, and your life will be wrong, and you'll never have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. You'll never get any peace in your life, and you'll always be in turmoil, and you'll think the world is crazy, you're crazy, everything's crazy. Why go on? You know why you go on? Because the Lord tells I figure if the Lord's going to take me, he's going to take me. Uh, if he comes and asks me, I might agree with him and go right with him. But if he doesn't ask, you know what he says? Stay in there and keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Brother Dave, I heard that his uh, truck broke down or his uh, home broke, motor home broke down and still broke down. What do you do? You, uh, you change plans. My plan was this, 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 and this. God's plan might have been that, 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 that. Or it could just be the thing broke. I mean, it could be absolutely nothing at all. It's just part of life. You know, things in life happen. I've heard people say, well, God must hate me. Oh, I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he, he goes, uh, he goes, oh, so you were in the Navy? I said, yeah. He goes, what do you think about the Air Force? I said, I really don't. <laughs> and he goes, what? He was a young guy. I was just joking with him. I said, I said yeah, you, I don't really. I said, why would I think about the Air Force? I said, I, said, I said, the Air Force guys in our church call it the chair force. I said, I don't call it the chair force. They call it the chair force. I said, why would I think about the Air Force? I was in the Navy. I said, and, and we don't need the Air Force. <laughs> And then I started explaining to him, and then I asked him, and I said, and we were sitting there talking, laughing. We were laughing through the whole thing, and he's, he's probably 32, something like that. And he said, yeah, I was going to go in the Air Force. And I said, well, why didn't you go in? I said, I mean, if you really felt like, I said, that's what I felt like when I was a kid. I felt like I wanted to go in. I went in. I said, why didn't you go in? He goes, I had type 2 diabetes, and they wouldn't take me. And he goes, and I was Catholic. I said, you know, I was Catholic, too. And he goes, he goes, I was so mad at God, man. He said, I just chunked it off for years. I chunked everything. And then he goes, about three and a half years ago, I got saved. Amen. And then I started realizing that, hey, maybe God did that so I'd get saved. And he goes, have you ever thought that maybe? I said, yeah, brother. I said, sometimes, and I said, sometimes it's not necessarily you that sinned. It could have been somebody else down the road. I said, health problems. If you go back to Adam and Eve, they were in the Garden of Eden, perfect health. So sin is what caused all of our health problems. And 6,000 years from that, I mean, this, this stuff gets all messed up out here really bad. And the, they asked the Lord about the blind guy. And they said, how about the blind guy? Who sinned, him or his parents? He said, neither. That's just the outcome of life. What happens a lot of times is life, life just happens. Uh, that church went through some stuff up there here recently. A young man died. Uh, that was from over here in Eaton. He was going to marry a young girl. young girl was in the church playing a violin uh, Saturday and Sunday, which is a blessing. I talked to her mom and dad, and, and they were doing pretty good, and she's doing okay. And, and then Brother Reagan's going through some things with him. one of his daughters, got some really serious, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, bam, the exact same time. Just like one, two, three, right on top of this guy at the same time, and the church problems and all this other stuff. And you say, what is that? It's, it's just life. I would like to, I ain't going to sit there and say, well, they were all out of God's will and this is what happened to them. That's stupid. That's ignorant. That's foolish. It's just life. Life happens. Have you ever done something, and somebody made a comment, I think Brother Pilkington last week, uh, when you should have went left, you went right. I did that one time, got six, seven tickets out of it. I should have went the other way, man. And the Holy Spirit told me to go that way. Go the other way, moron. You go this way, it's going to cost you. And I didn't pay no attention. And I went that way, and I got six or seven tickets. And while the, cop, the police officer is writing me those tickets, I'm like, I should have listened to you. 
I should have listened to you. You know, I was doing wrong driving the vehicle I was driving on the road. I was wrong. But the Lord was trying to keep me from getting slammed. <laughs> Even when I was wrong, that's how much he loves you. Anyways, back to this. It is, you know, life, brethren, Christianity is life. Walking through, you got one shot through this thing. Uh, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. That's really, I only got one life. I'm going through this thing, whether I like it or not. It's going to end up however it ends up. And I only got one. I don't have five or six or ten. I got one. But at the end of this thing, there's eternity. And at the end of this thing, I'm going to be with him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And what I do on this side matters what happens over on that side. So if only one life I have, then what I need to do is focus down on what I'm doing and forget what everybody else is doing. Satan will bring so much stuff into your life to keep you tied up that it's, it's just amazing. Uh, what you got, I've had people, well, if you'd preach like this person, if you just do this, and I want to grab them and shake them and say, how come you ain't doing it? I mean, what makes you think I should do this if you're not doing it? And number two, why should I do what you want me to do when the Lord really hasn't told me to do that? I got enough to do, man. I'm 65 years old now, and I'm watching all these young people run around up there, and I'm like, Lord, I couldn't do that again if I wanted to. I mean, my head says you can. This body is saying negative, negative. You get all these neat, 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 neat. You can't do it. I mean, I don't know where they get the energy at, man. And then they come up to you and say, Preacher, would you sign my Bible? Would you sign? I mean, there's lines of them. And I'm like, why? And then you open their Bible and you see who signed there. Dr. Peacock, uh, this person. That, and you just go right down the list. I'm like, man, I should be like on the back page here somewhere. No, no, sign right there. I'm like, man. I said, Lord, I said, look at this thing right here. And I said, and you still, he goes, yeah, I know. He goes, you know, but they don't know. They have, they have the, the strength and the might and everything else, but they don't have the know-how. You have 65 years of know-how. And you can help them. He goes, don't you see the difference? You've already been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You don't have to do the same thing they do. But you need to still be doing something. And I like, man, I tell you what, if you don't, you're going to get in trouble. you got to watch them, man. you got to help them. We're just here to help. Just like he came. You know, if you stop and think of that thing, this, this is too much. If you stop and think of that thing, here he is in heaven, looking down the earth. And he, and he sees it, just a mess, man. He goes, number one, I used to walk on the planet with Adam all the time, and now Adam messed up, so I had to kick him out of the garden. And wouldn't you like to have the job with a flaming sword just turning around so nobody can get back into the garden, and that's what you just do forever, uh, just standing there? And then the Lord sits up there, and he looks down and says, them guys are a wreck, man. They're just a mess. And if he hadn't said nothing to Noah, I mean, he could just flooded the planet, killed them all, and been done with it. He said, but Noah found grace in his eyes. He goes, here's, here's this guy right here. And I bet you there's a bunch of moral people there at the time. But he looked at this one guy, and he's, he's trying. He is actually trying. And he goes, here's Moses. Noah has figured out. He's listened to all them people, and he knew Enoch probably shot up out of here. And, and Noah's like, why didn't the Lord take me? Why won't he take us? Why don't he, I mean, I just want the Lord, and I can't seem to find him. And all the, I just want the Lord. And the Lord says, he found grace in his eyes. And he comes down and says, hey, Noah, I'm going to help you. And he goes, I want you to do this. And he tells him, and 120 years later, he comes back, and Noah did exactly what the Lord told him to do, 120 years later. Never says anywhere in there that, that Noah was told over and over and over and over again. Why do we have to be told over and over and over again to do something? As kids, you know what? A little baby does that. You know, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. When do we get into a place in life where we just do the right thing? You know what, what uh, Isaac is learning here? You're going to get into chapter 27. You're going to find out Isaac hasn't learned all that either. None of them has. And the Lord sits there, and he's he given us the perfect word of God, and it tells us exactly what to do, and we still just won't do it. Uh, you're talking about a bunch of rebellious people, and he still loves us. And he removed from thence. Uh, verse 24, And the Lord appeared unto him the same night, and said unto him, I am the God of Abraham, thy uh, father, fear not. He's the God of the living. He's not a God of the dead. When he said Abraham right there, he's, Abraham's alive. He's just not here. You know what that means? We're going to be alive someday too, but it won't be here. Uh, you're going to be really alive someday, more than so right now. And you're getting closer and closer. Uh, the older you get, the better, the better that thing looks every day. I told him, I said, I, I'm, I'm back in the military. My mind is always, you check on a ship three years. Uh, as soon as you get there, you start going all over the place trying to find everything wrong because this is what I'm supposed to do, and you go do all this stuff. About two and a half years into that thing, all of a sudden you realize that my time is getting short. I got like six months left, and I'm leaving. And then three months, you, man, my time's getting real, real short. You're trying to turn everything over to people, make sure everybody's doing everything. 
but you're still responsible. And then you get down to like 30 days, and you just really don't care no more. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I'm done with this thing, man. Uh, if it sinks, if they go out and sink, as long as I'm not on it when it sinks, I'm cool. Uh, and then the last day, I mean, you're off. And there you get your paperwork, and you're gone. Guess what? You go somewhere else, and you start again. I told him, I said, that's about what I'm thinking right now. I said, I'm 65 years old. All the men in my family usually pass away before 70, so I guess I'm about five. I'm, back down, I'm like down to the last 30 days of my life. And now I may live 20 years. I'm not saying I'm going to die in five minutes. I'm just saying that I, by typically, and I've, I've tried to live the last 35 years the best I can. Uh, I quit doing all that. The Lord showed me how to quit all that stuff, and he took it all away, gave me a victory on it. So I might live to 90. Oh, man, I don't want to. Uh, I don't, first of all, I don't want the Lord to wait till I'm 90 and then let me just die natural and then come back down the road. For you guys, I care so much about you. I'll, I want the rapture to happen so y'all can get out of here. That's what I, So I'm really doing this for you guys. I'm praying that it happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the Lord appeared. Don't you want the Lord to appear to you? I mean, really, man. I, I, for 43 years, I've had him... At the exact moment when I needed something, he, he'll interject stuff every now and then just exactly like I need it, which is just, hey, Mike, you need this. You know? But I mean, every now and then, I mean, he interjects 100%, and I know exactly what he's saying. And he's telling you what to do because he sees a future out here that you cannot see. And he's not going to tell you that because you'd really mess it up if he told you that. But what he's doing is he's saying you need to do this, and he's directing. He sees right here Jesus Christ coming. You'll hear the people say, well, the, the, everybody in the Old Testament is looking forward to the cross. No, they're not, none of them even know it's there. God knows it's there. He knows it's there. And he's directing these men's steps if they will listen. You know why he chose Abraham? Because Abraham would listen. It wasn't that he looked down like, Calvin, there's Abraham and I'm going to make him do this. And I, he's going to have Isaac and Isaac's going to do this. And Jacob's going to do this. Well, if that's the best that God can do with these guys, if you look at those guys' life, if that's the best, then we ain't got a very good God. Because Abraham didn't do everything he was supposed to do. Neither did Isaac, neither did I, and neither did Jacob, and neither did you. But you get into this book, and you find out that the Lord stays working with us all the way down through there. I love it. just a great story, man. I like it. And he built it there an altar, and he does. And he's a type of Christ there. He's a type of Christ in uh, here, uh, 27, 29. He's a type of Christ. Abimelech comes to him, verse 20, 26. Then Abimelech went unto him from Gior, and as Ahuzath, uh, uh, one, one of his friends, and Phicol, the chief captain of his army. And brother, here's where the problem comes in. Isaac said unto them, where come ye unto me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away? That's what Jesus said. Same thing, it's type of Christ right there, 27. Type of picture, that's what Jesus, they hated him without a cause. What in the world did Jesus Christ ever do to anybody that would make them hate him? He just told them the truth. When you tell people the truth, you know, they really don't like it. If somebody really loves the God, they'll, they'll like it. They may not appreciate it at the moment, but they will later on down the road. And they will, a lot of times, you know, their head will go down. And I would rather get rebuked by a brother or sister in Christ and them be right and help change something in me or, or at least reveal to me something I've got going on that's wrong than to not be told by anybody. And I tell you what, the rebuke of a, of a saint, man, sometimes is, is something that has to be due. But you have to take a rebuke, and then you have to say, was that right? And if you, if you say it's right, that's the Holy Spirit giving you the wisdom to say it's right. Then you got to act upon what you heard. Nothing will change till you act. Just hearing it will do you no good. You have to act upon it. But guess what? If, if he's telling you to do something, you don't see what he sees out in the future. He sees the cross out there. He says, Abraham, I need you to do this. And you're going to have a son, Isaac, and Isaac's going to do this. And Isaac is going, and I'm going to tell Rebecca something. I'm going to get in there in a few minutes. I'm going to tell Rebecca about her son, which one's going to be what. And Isaac jumps the gun. And he shouldn't have probably done that because he thought. And thinking's a bad thing for us sometimes. And, and then you go on down the road, and God sees Jesus Christ coming on the cross out here so we can get into heaven. That's, that's what the whole purpose of this whole thing is is that for him to come and die on a cross and shed his blood of Calvary so a door can be opened to heaven so we can get there and he can allow us to be there for him, with him for all eternity. Without that, you couldn't do that. The whole plan of this is not about us living our lives and getting rich. America, we're, we're sick, man. We're sick people. We think we got way too much. We got way, way too much, and then that goes to our head, and then we think it's ours. It's not yours. It never was yours. Do you understand that everything you have was given to you 
and the Lord allowed you to be born in America, you could have been born in Zimbabwe as a little pygmy. That'd be Africa or uh, uh, Australia. You could be on the backside of Australia somewhere as a little pygmy. Them guys aren't so little either. I've seen some pygmies back there, man. Them guys are pretty big. There she is. Look, she's taking Jerry's place. He trained you, didn't he? Hey, you did it a minute early. It's only 1048. Amen. <laughs> well, that could be wrong. No, I, I can stop here. Let me get here. Phicol, Phicol comes down, uh, Abimelech comes down, and he's starting to make a, a pact with Isaac. And Isaac gives him a, an oath here. He says, uh, uh, where's he at? Uh, Isaac. And Isaac, and he, I ain't going to listen to you. Isaac made an oath, uh, I think it's like 20, 30, 31, 32, and it came to pass that service came that, that I would do no hurt. Yeah, right there. It's in verse uh, 29. Uh, 30 says, and he didn't make them a feast, and uh, they did eat, and they rose up in the morning, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed. I think it's, uh, oh, yeah, verse 28. He said, and they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. You know, the world sees that. Your testimony means more than anything else on this planet. Your life, your life is a reflection of Jesus Christ. How are you reflecting Jesus Christ to this world? Your life is a reflection. They come up to him and the world, the lost world is looking at Isaac, telling him this. He says, and they said, we certainly saw that the Lord was with thee. And we, and we said, let us now, uh, now let, let there now be an oath. You should never make a pact with a stinking world. The world will want to make it, but, you know, we want all that, but we just don't want God. We don't want the Lord Jesus Christ, but, but we just want, we want the blessing. We want the friendship. We don't want you to be against us. Uh, if you could just like quit street preaching, if you could, do, if you could just pass out those gospel tracts and, and offending us because we like being, we like being what we are. You know, I'm, I know, I know I'm a guy dressed like a girl, but I, I just, we just like being what we are. We don't want you to offend us. Uh, could you just know there's no oath? I, I need to do exactly what I'm supposed to do, or they're not ever going to get what they're supposed to do. He made an oath with them. Get down to verse 30, 33. And he called it Sheba, therefore the name of the city is Beersheba. So they go off. He made an oath with them. He should have never done it. Uh, David did the same thing, or Joshua does the same thing over there uh, with the, the men of Gibeah. And they come in, and they, oh, we're from afar. We're from afar, man. We're, we're so far, like we're right over the, around the corner here. But we're really, really far, because look at our shoes. I mean, they planned the thing. You know what it says in there? They never sought God. Joshua never said, wait a minute, let me go talk to the Lord here. Lord, should we make a pact? No. Do you know what that tells you? God's not going to stop you from messing up. If you want to mess up, he'll let you mess up. If you want the truth, he'll say, okay. If Joshua would have said, Lord, should we make a pact with these people? The answer would have been no. He would have killed them all. But once you make that oath, you're, held, you're bound by that oath you just made. And the Lord's not going to let you out of it. And he'll work that thing out down the line somewhere, but it's going to cost you. He goes on down through, he makes that oath, he sends them away, and he heads out. Watch this. Verse 34, and Esau was 40. So Esau and Isaac are up in age at this point. And they're watching everything that their daddy and mommy does. They're seeing everything goes on. And it says, and, and Esau was 40 years old when they took uh, to wife Judith, the daughter of uh, Beri, the Hittite, and Bathamath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. Well, what's wrong with that? Which were a grief in the mind of Isaac and Rebekah. That's not the next. You know what happens here a lot of times? We'll start doing what we want to do. Our kids will see us and say, well, my mommy and daddy really don't believe that. Now, I'm not saying Esau's right here. Esau's just as guilty as anybody else, but what he's doing, he's doing it out of spite. He knows what his mommy and daddy don't like, and he's doing it out of spite. And that's the wrong attitude, the wrong reason for doing it. And he already got rid of his birthright. And we're in 27 here, we're going to start that, and I'm going to shut up here now. But in 27, he's going to, Isaac is getting ready to bless him, and he's already sold his birthright. You know something's wrong with some of his parents? Is we sit there and think our kids are something they're not. Yeah. They are, if they are, they are. If they aren't, they aren't. If the Bible says what it says and we are treating our kids, he sold his birthright. He don't care about God. Why are you going to bless him? A brother, a, his brother's a snake. I got that. 
Jacob is, is a weasel. I got that. I got some of his traits. And I'm sitting, but, but Jacob is trying to do something for God. Why would you put your effort in this when you already know what God said and he's done showed you what the guy's going to do and you're not putting it in Jacob? you got to sometimes look and say, no, God is not a respecter of any person. Only by pride cometh contention. Am I going to listen to God or am I going to listen to me? Now, here you go. I'll get right back. I'll bring this all back around. God, only by pride. I get to talk with somebody. Sometimes you can see the pride well enough. I said, let's stop this thing. I said, where's the problem actually at? Is it between me and you or between you and God? And almost every single time they go, well, it's between me and God. I said, cool. I said, now, would you say that God has a pride problem? And they'll go, "Mm mm-mm. I said, but then who does? And you'll see this. And they'll walk away. I'm like, okay, I've I've done my duty. I've done my job here. (laughs) I got to get me out of the picture. Because we can argue back and forth all day, eh, let me get me out of the picture. The problem has nothing to do with me. It has to do with this relationship this way. And the Lord is always right. I default to him all the time being right. If I can't make a decision, I said that about the cheesecakes. I don't know if I told you all that. I told them up there. But I went into Kroger's one day. I'm a woohoo guy. I love woohoo. I love woohoo. I love woohoo. Woohoo's good. And I always told everybody, I said, if I go into in Kroger's and there's a cheesecake on woohoo, I know I'm not supposed to have cheesecake, but if there's a cheesecake and it's got a woohoo sticker on it, it's God's perfect will for me to have that cheesecake. I went in the other day and there was two of them there. And I'm looking and I said, oh, man, God's not the author of confusion. I had to walk away. I just walked away. I said, I can't have either one of them because there's two of them. That's the devil. <laughs> one of them, because I already know that one of them was little and one of them was big, and by the time I got home, the little one would be gone. There would only been one by the time I got home. But it's, I, I was just sitting there laughing, and the Lord says, but God's not the author of confusion. I said, yeah, amen. And it, looking at a cheesecake, he's there. Let me ask you, is he in your life? This book, you know what Isaac is learning all the way? You know what God gives you all these stories? So you can compare your life to these men and ladies' lives and see that, hey, we're just like they are, except God gave us something that they don't have. We got the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Yeah, I got saved in 19. I got, he's been in me for 43 years. You would think that I would be better than this, uh, but I'm not. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for the, the, the Bible. Thank you for Isaac and Rebecca and Jacob and all the patriarchs. Thank you most of all for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for that you came and lived and died the way you did. Open up a door, a Calvary, Lord, that I could get to heaven. Uh, Lord, what a blessing is. I pray, again, pray for those young people up in and the church up in uh, Michigan, Lord, that you just put your hand upon it. And all the other churches that have their people out. Lord, they're going to be leaving here shortly after the morning service, and everybody's going to be heading back home. Get them home safely. And, Father, we'll praise you on you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.